pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Portland's Afternoon News here on FM News 101 KXL. I'm Tim Lance. We'll top the news with this. It's the calm before the storm this afternoon. The National Weather Service is out now with a winter weather advisory for the Portland metro area starting at midnight and lasting until noon tomorrow. Forecasters now say they expect up to four inches of snow with the heaviest accumulations in the West Hills, northern and eastern Clark County, all before it turns into rain by midday. We'll have more weather for you, too, coming up at 4.07. By now, you may have seen the video, too, from a dash cam showing a massive tree falling onto the roadway just ahead of a truck. KXL's Mike Turner today got a chance to hear from the driver of that truck. Bo Appling is an incident responder for the Oregon Department of Transportation. The video captured it as it started to fall and then hit my windshield. I never saw it start to fall. Uh, I had no idea it was coming until the... Uh, the branch smacked my windshield. The video shows the moment the tree fell onto I-5 just north of Grants Pass. Bo skirted under the tree with seconds to spare. A thought occurred to me, hey, I probably caught that on my dash cam. So I pulled it up, watched it, and uh, yeah, seeing that, that tree just leaning and then instantly to start to, to fall. Bo Appling's video is getting lots of attention on social media. You can view it on our website at kxl.com. Mike Turner, FM News 101. Also, when it comes to the roads, police say snowy weather and icy conditions have led to over 900 crashes in Oregon over the past week. Oregon State Police count 915 crashes in all between December 23rd and yesterday. The agency is not saying at this point how many people have been injured or even killed in those crashes. Well, it's amazing that nobody was wounded when nearly 100 gunshots were fired in northeast Portland last night. Police say a group of people appeared to be involved in an altercation at 108th and Widler. Many of them scattered when the shots began. We're going to have more on this for you later on today. 405 now on FM News 101 KXL. As the Omicron variant surges and many return from their holiday travels, concerns are beginning to grow over the lack of access to testing in the Portland area. KXL's Zachary Barnes has that story. Scenes from outside the Oregon Convention Center represent just how difficult it currently is to get a COVID test. Robert Tresente was in line and spoke with our news partner, KGW. Looks like it's over a two-hour wait to get, a, to get the test. The convention center is the only county-run site that provides free testing. Other pop-up locations ran by OHA, like at Mississippi Studios or the Old Church, are fully booked until days after the new year. On top of that, many pharmacies are sold out of at-home tests, leaving many wondering what to do if they have been exposed to someone with COVID or have symptoms. Debbie Lamberger with OHSU shares some tips if you are having trouble getting tested. Stay home in quarantine. Assume that you are positive and, you know, keep yourself safe and others safe. Um, so that is what we would most strongly encourage. You can find COVID testing locations at getvaccinated.oregon.gov. Zachary Barnes, FM News 101. Hey, if you live in Vancouver, but you like to camp on the other side of the river in Oregon, get ready to pay more if you're using an RV. KXL's Jim Ferretti explains. Starting Saturday, it will cost out-of-staters 25% more to park their RVs at Oregon State Park and Rec's campgrounds. So there was a law passed 
uh, by the legislature signed by the governor uh, this last legislative session that directed us to implement a surcharge on people from out of state. Spokesman Chris Havel says the reason is state parks are not funded by taxes, but they do collect a fee that Oregon RV owners pay as part of their vehicle registration. Those living out of state don't pay that fee. He says this is just a way of evening the levels. Costs for those living out of state now will range from 30 to 50 bucks a night. Jim Ferretti, FM News 101. A topic we heard a lot about in Oregon this year was new legislative maps. KXL's Veronica Carter tells us indigenous communities are speaking out now, saying that they were left without adequate representation. Brian Smith with the Muskegee Nation says because indigenous people mainly live in rural parts of the state, what they need is different from others who live in urban areas like Portland. He also believes the process happened too quickly and many people weren't able to comment on the new maps. Essentially, I feel like natives were thrown under the bus with the realizations like, oh, they don't have your voting power. We don't have to be accountable. Smith says redistricting this year should be a teaching moment for the next time it comes up in a decade. I think tribal communities need to have this awareness that don't assume you have friends. You have to work as hard as you can, scratch and fight to protect yourselves. The maps were approved in late September and the tribes did not challenge them legally by the deadline in October. Veronica Carter, FM News 101. And I'm Tim Lance here on Portland's Afternoon News. Thanks for being with us here as we just get started this afternoon. It is 410 right now on FM News 101 KXL and coming up at 416. Football relies an awful lot on stats, and now we know which NFL fans really live and die with their team the most. Who do you think is at the top of this list? You're going to find out. Then more details coming about the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. We've got the latest for you. It's among the five things you need to know today at 419. So stay connected to Portland's Afternoon News here on FM News 101 KXL. This is Portland's Afternoon News on FM News 101 KXL. Thanks for spending a part of your Wednesday afternoon on this chilly Wednesday afternoon, too, here on FM News 101 KXL. So have you heard about this uh, new study, Zach? He's out in the newsroom right now, always listening in. I know you are. Uh, This is that uh, study on the saddest fans of NFL teams. And uh, this is kind of interesting because I think what they're really talking about here is which fans are more emotionally attached to their team, right? Which ones are likely to cry tears of joy if the team wins the Super Bowl or maybe, you know, have a mental breakdown if uh, there's a tough loss. So get yourself ready, Zach, because I'm going to give you the top three teams with the saddest fans according to lineups.com. First of all, the Green Bay Packers at number three. And at number two, the New England Patriots fans. And then at number one, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys! (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I know you don't agree with this thing at all. No, not, not at all. How can the Patriots be number two? They've had they've, all they've done is win. Well, again, remember, th- I think it's misleading because I think these are fans who are really, really attached to their team. Right. It said like highest percent of people to cry after a loss. Yeah. I guess I could see that. But even then, man, you've you've won so many times in New England. You have mm-hmm. no reason to be sad whatsoever. What are the thirty-two teams in the NFL right now? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, I, I'm a Cardinals fan. Have been for a long time. It's just the way it works out. You guys don't don't hate me. <laughs> don't. <laughs> 
judge me. Uh, but they were like way down number 30 or something. So apparently Cardinals fans, we don't, just don't care. We've learned not to care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw my Chargers were at the bottom too, which makes very much sense for our fan base. Absolutely. Also, you know what, too? I thought this was kind of interesting. The Seattle Seahawks come in at number 12 on this list, which seems kind of fitting given the whole 12th man reputation, yeah, right? Wow. Not bad. It's time now for the five things that you need to know today. Number five. A Texas man is lifting his way today into the record books. Tiny Meeker bench-pressed 1,125 pounds at the IPA National Powerlifting Championships in York, Pennsylvania. That set a new world record. Number four. Almost three-quarters of home buyers and sellers now are changing their plans due to inflation. That's according to a new report from Redfin, which surveyed Americans who are planning to buy or sell a home in the next year. 29% said that they would be delaying home buying plans due to current inflation concerns. Number three. Democrats are pressuring President Biden to cancel student debt. In fact, one congressman tweeted to Biden saying now would be a good time to get rid of the debt burden for millions. In fact, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren's also on that bandwagon, adding that the pressure or adding to the pressure rather of her own campaign. She tweeted too that she's been sharing stories about student debt and how it's impacting some individuals. Number two. U.S. government health officials are now saying a fourth COVID-19 vaccine shot should be necessary or could be in the future. However, they admit the data is still coming in on how protective the third booster shot is, and there's hope that three shots will be enough to protect you against the coronavirus. And let's wrap it up. Number one. Ghislaine Maxwell, if you haven't heard, she's been found guilty of recruiting young women for convicted sex offender Jeff Jeffrey Epstein. Maxwell was convicted on five of six counts that she faced, and she's now looking at up to 80 years in prison. And those are the five things that you need to know today.